Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, how many of you are ready for the Word about some healing today? Hallelujah. Healing. Praise God. You know, I've been, uh, this book, I don't know, many of you may have have read it or are reading it, Christ the Healer, F.F. Bosworth. It, uh, you know, when I first started reading it, I was leery because I thought it was going to be Elizabethan English and, and King James, right? No, it's straightforward, it's an easy read, and he makes it so clear that Christ is the healer, okay? Amen. And we're going to be looking at just a little bit from that today, uh, and, and maybe if we get some time, uh, some other things. But really, the, the, the bulk of what I want to get across to us today is that it's God's will to heal you every time. Um, the Word is the best prescribed way to get you healed and keep you healed. Um, thirdly, you know, coming up in a prayer line is great. I mean, I love it. I love having the man of God or the woman of God uh, lay their hands on me and, and that power flows. That's, that's outstanding. And we may see some of that today or this evening. But the best way is for us to get it from the Word apply it to our situation, right? And then walk it out. Because that's, that, my family, is what is uh, stable. Uh, it's what is that firm foundation. Because not you, but I know from my experience, I could come up here and did with, in a healing line and not have a full understanding of why I was coming up in the healing line. Um, you know, I, I knew the word had been preached. I believed it. Uh, I had mental assent about it. I knew what the word said. But, and I could come and receive, if you want to call it a miracle, a, a gift, but then to maintain it, How? How do I maintain what the man of God, what, what God flowed through the man of God into me? How do I maintain it? I had to have a firm foundation of the word, right? So that's what we want to focus on today. Um, and, and if you hear me reading some quotes, they're from that book, okay? Because uh, I'm not brilliant enough to come up with what's coming, okay? Let's just, let's just put it like that. And, and, and know this, that our pastor has said, Numerous times, no one's had an original thought, right? Even you. So, <laughs> no, no, I'm not limiting myself. I'm just letting you know that F.F. Bosworth is preaching through me to you today. So, he said this. He said, we have proved thousands of times and are continuing to prove that by the simple presentation of enough of the written word of God to the minds and hearts of the incurable 
afflicted, they can be brought to the same state of certainty and assurance concerning the healing of their body as to the healing of their soul. Because, you know, I look at that and uh, it was no problem for me to receive salvation, to heal my soul. Okay, you showed it to me from the Word. You said all I had to do was believe that Jesus is Lord, confess Him as Lord, believe that He rose on the third day, and I'm saved? Man, that's easy. Wow, that's great. Okay, I'm saved. But you want me to believe that I'm healed of whatever affliction is coming against me? Well, how, hold on. You're going to, how? Same way. That, and I think, you know, I know at least in my experience, I was trying to make it too hard. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, believe it when I see it. But you didn't get saved that way. You didn't see salvation here. You saw it here. You saw it here. The same way with healing. You got to see it here to see it here to see it here. It's not gonna, it, you're not going to see it with your eyes first. You're just not. Okay? So look at 1 Peter. Chapter 1. In verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So that word that you have in your lap right now, or on your phone, or on your iPad, it is incorruptible. It abides forever. It is incorruptible seed. Notice it's seed. It's up to us if we sow it. So you have the word today, and we're going to read this, some scriptures, that's the seed of healing. Will you sow it? Because if you sow it, it's coming up. Right? But you can have that seed. I could, I could be a farmer. I'm not, but I could be a farmer and have a silo or, a, or whatever, a, a, a grain bin full of seed. And you can come by and say, you're going to have a good harvest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a great harvest. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know in my head, oh, I've got all the seed. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I'm, I'm going to have just a beautiful field. It's going to be full of wheat because I got that, that bin full of seed, right? But if I don't sow it, it does me no good. This is full of power, full of life, spirit and life. I mean, power, full of seed, every promise, everything you ever need, right? If you don't sow it, it's just another book. You got to sow the word into your situation. You got to sow the word about healing into your body. You have to. It doesn't work any other way. Now, yes, you can come up here. And, because I remember one time I was working with a guy, and he had, he had cancer all throughout his body. And I, and I, was, I, I, wanted, I wanted him healed. And, you know, he wasn't, I didn't think, he probably wasn't even a believer at the time, and I went to pastor, and I said, pastor, I want this guy healed, and this, and this, and this, and this, 
And he said, well, don't you reckon we ought to get him saved first? And I thought, you know, that's probably a pretty good idea. Because without the salvation, without him coming to, to the knowledge of that, how was, any else, how, how was any of this going to make any sense to him? How was there going to be any faith to receive the seed of the word if he wasn't saved? Right? So, and, and again, it was, that was just me being, being ignorant, not knowing any better. But that same healing power that, that you're going to see from these scriptures, it's incorruptible. The word is incorruptible, imperishable. It does not die. It can't die. This word can't die. So, so you are guaranteed a harvest of healing when you sow it. If you sow it in faith, if you believe it, right? You believe it, you receive it, you take it, it's yours. See, you must make this yours. It's got to be yours. This is your promise to you, not to anybody else at times, because if you start thinking, well, it'd, be, it'd sure work for you. You need this, and you need that, and you need this, and you need... What about you? you got to make it personal to you first, and it will work for you if you sow it, if you know how to handle it. If you don't, because that's another, you know, I might as well fold these up, because here's the thing. You want to know... You want to know what really changed my life with, with the word and healing was when she was going through what she was going through, and, and, and I'm, I can get it. You can ask her or ask me. I don't want to get into all of that, but here's, here's the crux of, of everything. My pastor calls me on the phone, and he says, what's the good word? She's laying in ICU. What's the good word? I said, oh, pastor, she's doing great. She's doing fine. Doing great, doing great, doing great, doing great. Based on what he said, I had no answer. Well, do you see what he was attempting to do? He wasn't attempting to make me feel bad. I mean, I did. But that wasn't his intention, and he didn't make me feel bad. I was convicted, right? He was trying to locate me. Was I in faith? I knew. I knew about what was in the Word. Sure. Oh, yes, and the Word says this. And the word says that, and yes, by the stripes of, on Jesus' back, she's healed. Yes, yes, yes. Right here. In my grain bin, right? <laughs> I hadn't sowed it. I hadn't, so how could I be expecting to receive a harvest of healing in her body? I hadn't sowed the word. That's why he asked me based on what? What are you standing on? What are you basing your faith on? If you're not basing it on the word, what are you expecting? You know, we have the word of, of the Lord for this year. Manifestation, expectation, transformation. What are you expecting? Are you sowing the word about healing in your body? If you need healing in your body, are you sowing it? Because if you're not, and I wasn't, so he gave me 101 scriptures on healing. You can get it online. Keith Moore, Faith Life Church, 101 scriptures. It's in printable form. It's available to anyone for free. So I took those scriptures, and I'm, and I'm reading them, and I'm confessing them, and I'm reading them, and I'm confessing them. Well, do you know, turn with me, look at Romans 10. Romans 10. 
And I didn't know it at the time. I know it now. And it's simple. It's elementary. But when, but when you're getting bombarded and the enemy's trying to get your focus and he's trying to distract you, do you know that even the most elementary scriptures, if you don't put your eyes on them, at least in my experience, you, you won't go to them, you won't, you won't remember them, unless that's where you're directing your focus. Look at Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith for any subject comes by hearing the word on that subject. Amen. So I didn't really realize it. I'm confessing the word, but the whole time I'm confessing those 101 scriptures over her, whether she's asleep, awake, I'm confessing them. I'm confessing them. I'm confessing Faith's coming. Faith's coming. Faith's coming. Now, did it happen overnight? No, it didn't. And I'm, I'm always quick to, to let you know it's not an overnight thing. You've got to consistently, we've got to consistently walk this out every day. I would like to tell you, and, and obviously I, I, I kind of <laughs> gave you the end from the beginning with that story, just in that synopsis there, is, you know, faith was coming, but the, the shelves, the opportunity to stock the shelves was there long before the affliction ever came on her body. And again, just a moment of transparency wasn't doing it. But the best time, the best time to stock the shelves in your life for healing is when you are completely well. That's the best time. Because when, if you ever get in a situation that we faced, now you're double time, triple time, trying to make up ground. And God's merciful. And God's good. And we did it. But it doesn't have to be that way. This, this word is available to sow 24 hours, seven days a week, right? Whether you feel good or feel bad, it's available to sow. And you can get, and the Holy Spirit will get you out in front of situations. Amen. And, you know, I, I, will, I will say I can't recall, but I'll bet you if I were to go investigate and get supernatural recall, he was probably trying to get us out ahead of that situation. And, you know, again, I can't go back and change anything now, but I can sure make sure it doesn't happen again, right? And so can you. Faith for the promises of God comes from knowing and acting on God's word. That's simple. Faith for the promises of God come from knowing and acting. I can't just know it here and not act on it and expect it to come to pass, right? So we were knowing, but then we were acting on the word. There's a great scripture in Jeremiah, and I'm not, just for the sake of time, it says, God's brought us health and cure. You can put your name in there. We, I did it for her. God has brought Carrie health and cure. Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them and reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And I would, I would confess it and believe it. Behold, I will bring Carrie health and bring Carrie cure. I will cure Carrie and will reveal unto Carrie the abundance of peace and truth. That scripture is now still working. See, that's the beautiful thing. You keep sowing it, it keeps coming up. It doesn't just come up once. You keep sowing it, it keeps coming up. You can't over-sow the word. You can't. It, it, 
it, harvest after harvest after harvest. And you know, I know it may seem like I'm all over the map here, but bear with me. I, we're getting somewhere, I promise. You can, you can think you've got it and even sow it out of a heart of faith, but if you start listening to symptoms, and I mean like giving them your attention, okay, you're short-circuiting everything God wants to do. I'm not saying that symptoms don't talk. They do. Pain talks loud, real loud. But you got to talk louder. You got to out-talk the pain. You've got to out-talk the report. See, do you see why so many different areas, why you're sowing the word? Because there were doctor's reports that would come that were 180 degrees, just completely opposite of what we were believing. The, the report would be, she's always going to be such and such, and it's going to continually grow worse, right? The, get better? No, you don't get better. No, I'm sorry. You don't get better with it. Really? Okay. Thank you. We appreciate the report. Now you go to this report, and you, you sow this. You sow it. You sow it. You sow it. You sow it, right? Because you want a harvest of this report, not a harvest of the doctor's report. Even if the doctor's report's good, you still want this, right? Because you don't know at what point you might get a bad report. But what if those shelves are completely stocked with good reports, right? So that's, 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 what, that's what we want. We want good reports. Now, you're there in Romans. Go to Romans 12. Verse 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, we had to get in the right frame of mind that the will of God in her situation was for her to be completely cured, right? We had to renew our mind to that because the enemy's coming and he's coming against your mind and he's bringing the doctor's reports, he's bringing the symptoms, he's bringing the pain, he's bringing all of that to try to get you to focus on that when the Bible says don't be conformed to that. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's a daily event. Not just one time did we have to renew our mind to the fact that she was healed. Amen. It's every day. Again, hear me. You may be completely well in here, and praise God, renew your mind to the fact that every day you're completely well. Renew your mind to the fact that every day Jesus went to the cross, took stripes on his back for your healing. Every day. You, it, and, and I know that it can seem like, well, yeah, I, I understand that. Duh, I get it. You don't know how much you need this until you need it. Yeah. I, I mean, you, don't, you really don't know unless you are up against it how much you need this. Okay? And that's not to, I'm not, you, you, many of you know what we were going through. This and your prayers 
and our pastor's prayers are what got us through. Because it, 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 it sure wasn't the doctor. And I love our doctor. Good man. Great man. But this, this is why she's here today. Amen. Look, she, well, you know what, it really doesn't matter if you've heard it, you can hear it again. She had a pump attached to her body. A cross, cross body uh, purse with a pump attached to her heart, okay? Administering uh, medicine to her heart 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Doctor said, you always wear it. You always have it because you're going to get worse. And we're going to little by little uh, through time, we're going to have to just inch that medicine up. And we're going to have to turn it up and we're going to have to dial it up. Uh, you know, who knows? But uh, for, for the remainder of your time on earth, we're going to have to just turn it up. No. And I know I make that sound really elementary, but she decided that's not what the word says. Right? Amen. So the, the pump was supposed to be turned up to a certain number for her to go home. It never got turned up to that number. So like, okay, well, this is odd, but we're going to let you go home. So after a couple weeks in the hospital, she went home. You know, and, and, and I'm fast forward, and was it eight, nine months that you were on that pump? And she went into the doctor nine months later. And he said, how about we take you off the pump? <laughs> well, that didn't just happen, right? But here's the thing. They nev- in those nine months that she was on that pump, it never got turned up. Amen. She got better. Yes. Now, the Holy Spirit gave her words to sow into that situation. He told her, you tell this thing. And you had to sp- she had to speak to that pump. This is temporary. This is temporary. And, boy, there were times it didn't look like it was going to be temporary. Right. It just didn't. Uh, <laughs> there were times, it, out of anger, it would be said, this is temporary. <laughs> <laughs> but, but by and large, it was with a force of faith. This is temporary. This thing must go. Because I'm speaking to it, and I'm speaking what God told me to speak to it. I'm confessing the word. I'm sowing the word. I'm believing this is temporary, right? Well, it was temporary because that's what, and it shouldn't come as a great shock that the word of God produced a harvest, but it's still amazing nonetheless. It's still, and and all glory goes to him. You know, What happened is that there was an attention given to what he said. Look at Proverbs 4. And again, these, you can take the scriptures that we're about to go over and apply it to any area of your life. But think of this in the context of healing. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, attend. Okay, that's a, that, that's, that's a responsibility on your part and my part. Attend to my words. Okay, I have to attend to that. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Again, that's a responsibility on my part. 
Let them not depart from your eyes. Okay, again, he's telling me what to do. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they're life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. This word is health to every area of your body. If we attend to it, if we incline our ear to it, and we keep it in the midst of our heart. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. But look there in in verse uh, 21. Let it not depart from your eyes. Don't let what God said about your situation depart from your eyes. You know, whether it be from this book that you have in your lap or from what the Holy Spirit has told you about your situation. Don't let it depart because that is what needs to be sown in order for that to come up. You know, well, I'll get into that. The Word of God cannot be health to our body before it's heard, received, and attended to. You got to hear it. You got to hear it for it to work. That's why he asked me, based on what? What are, you, what are you putting out in the air? What are you sowing into your spiritual ground? That's what he was asking me, so that he could get in there with me. But I, he didn't have anything to get in there with me about because I wasn't saying anything. Does that, do you see why it was so important that I started speaking to that thing? And I knew that. I knew that here, but I'd never been up against anything like that, ever. And it was trying to do exactly what the devil said he does. It was trying to paralyze me. It was trying to get me in fear. It was trying to get me so struck with fear that I wouldn't do anything. Well, if you've ever seen in the animal kingdom, if something gets frozen with fear, easy prey. Doesn't know which way to go. It, it's, it's lost, it's, it's just, it's stuck. Well, how hard is it to kill something that's not moving, right? We had to get moving. And that's why he asked, based on what? So rather than your pastor having to do that to you, ask yourself that question sometime. If, if, you've, if you're coming up against a physical situation, maybe in your body, or somebody that you love, and ask yourself, well, what's the good word on this today? And if you don't have any scripture to base it on, get you some real quick. Get you some scripture and start getting it in the ground. But more importantly than that, get it in your heart first. Get it in your heart. Let it come out of your mouth with a force of faith in order to make maximum impact on that situation, okay? So the word of God cannot be health to my body if I don't hear it, if I don't receive it, if I don't attend to it. The word of God is life to those who find it. If we want to receive life from the word, we must take time to find it. All right? Find the scriptures that promise the results that you want. They're here. Will you dig them out? Right? Because if you dig them out and you plant them, they're coming up. All right? We attend to God's word by not letting them depart from our eyes and keeping them in our heart. 
when the farmer gets his seed into the ground, he doesn't dig it up every day to see how it's doing. But here's what he says. He says, well, I'm glad I've got it in the ground. It's settled. Once the word was in the ground, that's it. It's settled. It's in the ground. Don't go dig it up. And just believe that the seed is beginning to work. If you've got it in the ground, it's working. And stand on that. Don't let the doctor's report tell you it's not working. Who said? Don't let the pain in your body tell you it's not working. Don't let an increase in medication tell you it's not working. Who who said? What do you believe? Do you believe what the doctor said? Or do you believe what the word said? Now again, faith is not denial. We never denied anything. Wanted to. (laughs) That one going to get her healed. Denial's never got anybody healed. Denial's gotten people killed. Listen, doctor said, because I asked. I said, Doc, what, what happens if we don't take this medicine? I said, we. Wasn't we, it was her. But anyway, I said, what happens if we don't take this medicine? She will die. Okay. Well, guess what? We didn't say, no, 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 no. We're not taking the medicine because, you know, we're in faith. Well, number one, we weren't in faith, obviously, because I had no answer. So it was, okay, you better take the medicine. Now you take the medicine in faith, right? Do Do you see where this can get... People can take this and twist it and get all messed up, especially if you start trying to deny symptoms or deny a report. Yeah, you know what? Yep, Doc, you're right. The report is true, but I have a higher reality that will change that report, and it did, right? So, no, faith is not denial. Don't don't do that. It'll, It'll get you in a mess. So, You plant the seed, you believe the seed is working. As soon as you plant it, you begin it. You you, uh, must believe that it's working. As soon as you get it in the ground, whether you feel it or not, it's working. It's working. It's working. The word is working in your life, okay? Why not have the same faith in the imperishable seed? The farmer has faith when he puts that seed in the ground, it's coming up. Why not have the same faith in the imperishable seed, the seed that never dies? Why not have the same faith? Just because we can't see it doesn't mean we can't see it, right? And I know this is elementary, but these are things that sometimes we have, I have had a tendency to let slip because they are so elementary. And we think we have it until you're up against it and you realize, you know what, I don't have it. Don't, because what's it say here? Attend. All right, we're attending. We're inclining. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them. Don't relax your grip. Don't relax your grip on the word about healing. Because the minute you do, and this is not a threat, this isn't to scare anybody, the minute you let anything slip, it's slipping. It's, it, you, you are losing ground the minute you let anything slip. It may be minute. It might be little by little by little. That's normally how it happens. It's little by little, and before you know it, you're 20 feet from where you were at because you let it, you let it slip. God's not letting his word slip. We let it slip, right? Let's look here. I say we've got time. We've got a lot of time. 
<laughs> Let's look here. But that's good because I have some things I want to get into that I believe will really help us. You know, hey, that's me. <laughs> the thing about what we went through was that the more we renewed our mind, the more that we put the word in the ground, the more we became steadfast. The more we became unwavering. Okay? Now, look at Abraham in Romans 4 with me. And, and I really, man, I would, and I still go to these scriptures, and, I, and every time I read them, I think of Carrie. I think of this situation, and no, not because we want to have a child. No, <laughs> that's, that's not what we're getting at. We are done having children. <laughs> I will just make that public for everyone, here and on the internet. There are no children in my future. No. There aren't any grandchildren in the immediate future either. I'll make that known as well. <laughs> now, let's pick up... <laughs> Let's pick up in verse 17 of chapter 4. Don't get, don't get me off of this subject now. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. She was calling that pump temporary, even though that pump was trying to tell her, I'm going to be here forever. She called those things that be not as though they were who against hope believed in hope. So, who against an expectation of fear believed in an expectation of good. Right? That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Right? And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't deny. He didn't deny it. He just didn't consider it a reason for, for, for not being the father of many nations. He didn't deny it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't ever see where he's denying anything, right? Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through what? Through unbelief, right? But was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform. That's the integrity of God's word. And there is every word, every word, and especially what we're talking about healing today, you can expect God to back it up. If he said it, he will do it. He will perform it. Yes, you have a part to play, but guess what? Let me take all the pressure off of you today. You can't perform what he can perform. So don't try to perform his word. I've said, it, I've said it a lot in healing school. If you could get yourself healed, you would already be healed because you would have already done it. You can't do it on your own. Yes, there's some things that you need to do to cooperate, but you by yourself, in yourself, nope, can't be done. Especially those things that say, that they say, they say are incurable. That they say you'll have the rest of your life. Who said? They did. Did God? No. 
God said that you've been redeemed from every sickness, every disease. Jesus took them all for you. So there's no reason for you to even tolerate a headache. And we do. We tolerate it. I, I mean, maybe you don't. I have. And you tolerate that thing. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, it tells me, when are you going to speak to that thing? you just going to walk around with that headache all day, or are you going to speak to it and believe God? <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how he speaks to you. That's how he speaks to me, because sometimes you've got to be real blunt with me, or I don't get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, oh, right, yes, good. You agreed with me. Wonderful. She's over there. Oh, yep, yep, you're right. <laughs> Why tolerate it when you can speak to it and let God perform? Why, why, do you, why do I think, well, I got it. You know, why put up with just being better when God wants whole, complete wholeness, complete health, complete cure? Why put up with, well, the numbers look better, so I, I'm good with that. Fine, I get that, but what about the numbers being normal? Not better, but normal, okay? That's what God is talking about. Here's another quote from our, from our good friend, Mr. Bosworth. Until the person seeking healing is sure from God's word that it's God's will to heal him, he's trying to reap a harvest where no seed has been planted, okay? We've got to know and got to be sure it's God's will that we're healed. That's why the if it be your will is so damaging to people, especially when it comes to healing. Well, God, if it's your will that I be healed, hold on. It is. It is his will that you be healed. Or he wouldn't have sent Jesus to the cross and put every sickness and disease known to man on him so that you didn't have to. You don't, you don't have to be sick. And that's not an indictment to anybody that might be going through something. Look, just because she went through what she went through doesn't mean that God, it doesn't mean God was mad at her. It doesn't mean God put it on her. No, there, what, what does our pastor say? There's a devil loose. He, he, and, and, you know, he was, and it doesn't even mean that if you're going through a sickness that you opened a door to it. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But again, you live in a fallen earth, right? There's a devil loose. But guess what? You have an answer to that. Amen. So if you're going through something, don't get under condemnation. Don't try to deny it. Just say, you know what? I'm going through it. And God, give me the answer to it. And start sowing the seed. It's, you, but you've got to believe it's his will to heal you. Because, and I've heard people, well, if, it's his, if it be your will, take this such and such disease from me. But if not, I'll bear it. I'll tolerate it. I'll give you glory. For what? What? God's not seeking any glory on his behalf from something the devil put on you. Or me. Right? right? Why, would, why would God give us the word on healing to sow into our lives, to harvest health, if he put sickness on us? What, doesn't that seem, that, that's not God. But people have this distorted 
deceived view that, that that's not a good father. That's not what's going on. That is not what is going on here. So you've got to see it clearly in order so that you can harvest the seed that you're putting in the ground. All right? For one to say, I believe the Lord is able to heal me before he knows from God's word that he's willing to heal him is like a farmer saying, I believe God's able to give me a harvest without any seed being planted and watered. Right? Do you see that? Let's look at just a couple more things because I want to prepare you uh, I want to prepare you for what you receive when you sow the word. I want to prepare you for what you receive if you come in a healing line and hands are laid on you. You're receiving power. You're receiving healing power. When you sow the word or when you come to get prayed for, again, I'm guilty about what I'm about to tell you. I was expecting to receive a manifestation right now. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says you receive healing power. Okay? Let's look at that. Look at John 5. John 5, 19, I believe is what we want. We hope. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Wow, I'm in four. Never mind. <laughs> 519. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he does, these also does the Son likewise. Right? You see that? So what did Jesus give the sick? He could only give the sick what he has. And what did he have from the Father? Power. Right? He couldn't give him anything he wasn't. Do you see that? Okay? If he doesn't have it, he can't give it. Understand that. So, if you come to get prayed for, if you're sowing the word, understand what you're receiving. It'll make, it'll make things so much easier for you. If a sick person had come to Jesus at age 11, could Jesus have healed them? Think before you answer that. No. He couldn't. Well, that's Jesus. Well, hold on. Let, let, let me help you there. Look at Acts 10, 38. Jesus can only give us what he is and what he has. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Here you go and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Would you say sickness is oppression of the enemy? Yeah. Yes. For God was with him. So, Jesus could not have given anything to anyone at age 11, age 22, or age 29. Why? Acts 10.38. Okay? When Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River, that was the moment he was anointed. That was the moment the Father gave to him the things he'd never possessed. He was given the Holy Ghost and power, right? The kind of power Jesus was anointed with was 
healing power. Look at Mark 5. Mark 5, verse 25. And we, we know this story, but man, it's one of those you read it and over and over, and this, the revelation pops off the page. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, it's a long time. It's a long time. And had suffered many things, suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. So obviously she had money, but not anymore. She'd spent it all, but nothing got better. When she had heard, what did, she heard the word. When she heard, because Jesus is the word, right? When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, all right, now she's saying things, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be Whole. Okay, so she's, she's coming expecting to receive wholeness. There's nothing wrong with that, all right? And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue, or that dunamis, miracle-working power, had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? He felt that power leave his body and go into her. And she went expecting wholeness and what she got was power. <laughs> she got healing power into her body. A healing manifestation didn't flow from Jesus to her. The word says power flowed. Power flowed from him to her. The healing power had to be given first. This is what made the manifestation possible, Right? The fountain of her blood dried up, but the only reason it dried up is because power came into her body. So, let me, let me help you. You come up here, let's say today, tonight, whenever, or you sow the word, and that word is power, because Jesus is the word. But let's say somebody lays hands on you. Nothing seemingly got better. In fact, the pain got worse. I've had it happen. Come up here, and you're expecting a manifestation. Yep, my back, man, my pastor lays hands on me. That pain in my body, man, it's going to go, and I'm going to be free of that pain. And he lays his hands on me, and you know the healing power went into your body, and that pain's still there. That is not an indication that the healing power didn't flow into your body. Okay? And that had me bound for a long time. Because I thought I was doing something wrong. I'd come up here and get prayed for, and the feeling was the same. No. The Word says healing power was going into my body, whether I felt it or not. Look. When she heard of Jesus, okay, are you hearing of Jesus? Yes. You we're hearing the Word. We're hearing it. For she said, okay, she said, if I can just touch him, if I can just get to Jesus, I'll be whole. Okay. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus immediately knowing power had gone out of him. Right? Now, look. Verse 34. He said unto her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. 
Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Your faith, your faith, your faith has made you whole. But the only way that her faith made her whole was that the healing power went into her body. So you got to put yourself in a position to receive properly. Okay? Look at Luke 5.17. Let's go back. Let's go back there for a minute. It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed, brought in a bed, a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And they could not, and when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop. And they led him down to the tiling with his couch in the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sin but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, What reason you in your heart, whether it is easier to say your sin be forgiven you or to say rise up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power Upon earth to forgive sin, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, arise and take up your couch and go into your house. The scripture does not say manifestations were present. It says the power of the Lord was present. Now the manifestation happened, but it was because of the power, right? When we understand what God gives, it should cause our reaction to be different, okay? When we understand that God gives healing power, the instant we hear amen, the instant we hear amen, we can lift our hands and thank God for the power flowing into our body. In this way, we're acting as a result of what we believe and not what we see. See, that's what I, I was missing it. I was missing it. Hands would get laid on me, and immediately the first thing I would do, is the pain still there? Is it still there? Because if the pain's gone, well, then I must have received not what the Bible says, right? And that was hindering my faith. Once we believe that the Father gives healing power, there might be doubts as to whether or not the healing power flowed when we prayed or when hands were put on us. The way to combat this is to vocalize what you believe. You say, right? Hands were laid on me and the healing power of God flowed into my body in Jesus' name. That's That's how you combat that. Never abandon your belief that the healing power of God flowed into your body. Never abandon that. And that's why if you get prayed for and hands are laid on you, go write it down. Write down the day. Write down the time. Because when the enemy comes back to you and says, no, you weren't healed, you say, no, 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 no. On September such and such at whatever time, hands were laid on me and the power of God flowed in to my body and I am healed in Jesus' name. Does that, does that help? That, that changed my life radically when I realized I wasn't putting myself in the proper position to receive. You know, you can sow the word, and God will give you a harvest of healing. You can put yourself in a proper position to receive, and God will meet you every time. But it's... But it's just like we read in Proverbs 4. 
You've got to attend. You've got to incline. You've got to keep it, right? See, that's the thing with this church that, that I learned so quickly is that you hear the word, now you're responsible for it. And yes, there are plenty of people. Every brother and sister in here is rooting for you and wants to help you. But at, I say at the end of the day, but it's my responsibility to walk in the light of the word that I have, right? And I believe that he's showing us some things today. Uh, you know, and maybe you've seen him a hundred times. Okay, well, now you've seen him 101. That's okay. You know, the light gets brighter. The Bible says the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. And I believe that in every area of our life, whether it's revelation from the word, whether it's just in your everyday life, your path grows brighter because you're righteous. You're in right standing with the Father. If you're, if you're battling any sickness in your body, understand he didn't give it to you. He wants you to sow the right things. He wants you to receive what he, and all he has is healing power for you. Amen. Because he wants you well. In the name of Jesus, he wants you well. So, you know, I'm not necessarily going to lay hands on anyone. Uh, you know, I'm not, not feeling led to go in that direction. Uh, if, if by chance um, there's somebody in here that you would say, you know, I've got something going on in my body, uh, you know, would you pray for me? That's fine, but I'm not going to do it in, in this setting. Uh, if you want to come see me after service, we'll definitely we'll pray for you. We'll believe God with you. We'll agree with you. And we will see a change in your life. Amen. So I just want to encourage you, you know, and again, this is going to sound really a hey, duh moment. This works every time. Don't relax your grip on it. Don't relax your grip. This will change the incurable situation. This will change... Uh, the, the grave doctor report. This will change it. You got to believe it. You got to believe it and sow it in your heart. Just like that woman, she heard of Jesus and then she said, and some translations give the connotation that she continually said, if I can just get to him, if I can just get to him. Well, guess what? You don't have to just get to him. You have him. He's on the inside of each and every one of us. He's Amen. there. The healer is on the inside of you, right? Amen? You've been given his word to operate in your life. You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got men and women of God placed in your life to help you. There's no reason to stay sick. Okay? There's no reason to stay sick. If you are sick... Don't get under condemnation, but there's no reason to stay sick. I think Pastor Marie Price said, you know, it's not a sin to have lice, but it's a sin to keep lice, <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I look at it that way in, in healing. You know, it's not a sin, but it's, there's no excuse. When, when you have the word, now there's no excuse. You know, you know that you're free from this. You're free from this sickness. You're free from this pain that's trying to attack your body. 
you've got the answer. It's the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So I believe that you've been helped today. If you want to stand to your feet.